Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have Donald Trump indicted again. This one seems kind of big. More big law layoffs, X versus India, and calls for more stringent EPA controls on plastic pollution. Let's pollute the airwaves with more talk of Trump and read the rest of today's legal news. On this day in legal history, August 2nd, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was signed in Philadelphia. The process of adopting the Declaration of Independence began with the appointment of a committee of five, including notable figures like Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and Benjamin Franklin on June 10th, 1776. Jefferson drafted the statement, and after revisions, it was presented to Congress, with the independence section of the Lee Resolution being adopted on July 2nd. The Declaration was officially adopted on July 4th, and printed copies were distributed to various assemblies and continental troops. On July 19th, Congress ordered the Declaration to be engrossed on parchment, a process likely overseen by Timothy Matlock. On August 2nd, 1776, John Hancock, the President of the Congress, signed the engrossed copy, followed by the other delegates, arranged by states from north to south. Not all 56 delegates were present on August 2nd, and some, like Robert R. Livingston, never signed the document. The engrossing and signing of the Declaration marked a significant step in the formalization of America's independence from Britain. Yesterday, on August 1st, 2023, former U.S. President Donald Trump was indicted on four counts for his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. The 45-page indictment accuses Trump of conspiring to defraud the U.S. by preventing Congress from certifying Joe Biden's victory and depriving voters of a fair election. Prosecutors allege that Trump pushed false fraud claims, pressured officials, and incited a violent assault on the U.S. Capitol. The charges stem from special counsel Jack Smith's investigation, and Trump is set to make an initial appearance in federal court on Thursday. Despite these legal troubles, Trump remains the frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination for the next election. The indictment also mentions six unnamed co-conspirators who appear to include figures like Rudy Giuliani and Jeffrey Clark. Trump's campaign has characterized the indictment as political persecution, and his legal woes continue to mount with other ongoing investigations and indictments forthcoming. And shout out to sometimes listener Jason, who was at pains to inform me that he prefers Gina-hosted episodes for pointing out that Big Don now has an indictment count for every year he has been alive. U.S. law firm Katten Rosenman announced on Tuesday that it is laying off lawyers and professional staff and postponing their start dates for some incoming associates. The Chicago-founded firm, which employs around 700 lawyers, stated that less than 5% of attorneys and staff were affected and the reductions were limited to groups where demand has diminished. Catton also reassigned team members to areas where demand exceeds capacity. Another law firm, Armstrong Teasdale, announced on Monday that it is laying off 24 staff members and 11 lawyers following a review of organizational support structure and productivity. These layoffs come as U.S. law firms have been grappling with slowing demand for months, leading to staff reductions in several other firms. Catton has also decided to defer the start date for a portion of its incoming class of associates to February 1st, 2024, a move mirrored by other law firms in response to the changing economic conditions. Social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter and formerly usable, is challenging an Indian court ruling that found it non-compliant with government orders to remove specific content. The court had quashed X's request to overturn the government's removal orders in June 2023 and imposed a fine of 5 million rupees, or about 60,000 U.S. dollars. X has now appealed against this decision, arguing that it could lead the Indian government to issue more blocking orders and broaden censorship. X's argument emphasizes the need for clear parameters on what mandates the blocking of an entire account rather than a specific post. The original lawsuit predates X's ownership by Elon Musk, who is also pursuing various business interests in India, including potential investments in electric vehicle manufacturing and satellite broadband through SpaceX. 
The Indian authorities have previously asked the company to act on content related to various political and social issues, including support for an independent Sikh state and criticism of the government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. A group of 14 attorneys general has urged the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, and that's the EPA for those in the know, to adopt a more comprehensive strategy to reduce plastic pollution. In a letter to the EPA, the officials from states including California, New York, and the District of Columbia described the plastic pollution crisis as, quote, one of the most pervasive challenges of our time. They called for measures beyond improving recycling, such as reducing new plastic production and addressing waste from the fast fashion industry. The EPA released a draft strategy for addressing plastic pollution in April and is currently reviewing public comments. The attorneys general also urged the EPA to limit virgin plastics production at petrochemical plants and consider regulations for industries that contribute to plastic waste. The EPA has noted that annual production of plastics and plastic waste has more than doubled in the past 20 years. The call for a more robust strategy comes amid growing global concern over plastic pollution, with around 170 countries agreeing in June to develop a plan that could lead to the first global treaty to curb plastic production. And before I sign off, I have a couple of quick kind of what's going on housekeeping announcements. You've heard us say that you can reach us on the esq.social Mastodon instance. Mastodon is like open source Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. It's pretty straightforward to use. And if you're a law or legal adjacent professional, we'd love to have you tooting on our timeline. Uh, That's what you do on Mastodon instead of tweet, you toot. Um, Additionally, we have a legal themed matrix server running. What is that? Ah, it's a chat room, basically, but not the kind from the early 90s where there are weirdos and such. We moderate it. As with Mastodon, if you're interested in chatting with fellow legal professionals, we encourage you to join. Links for both are in the show notes. And finally, with all this talk of federated services and the Fediverse and all that, we have Lostodon. Lostodon is a directory for legal professionals in the Fediverse. In other words, it's like a phone book for Mastodon accounts for users. You can add yourself to the database, claim your account if you're already listed, and find people to follow. You can also update your profile if you're a legal professional to add details about your practice in case you want to do some networking or whatever else. It's been a great tool for me to get my follow list up and running once I bailed on Twitter, and I think it can be the same for you. The link, as always, for that is in the show notes. And with that, I thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, you can find us on the aforementioned Mastodon instance. That's esq.social. I'm at Andrew and my co-host Gina is at Gina. As always, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and do not represent those of any organization we may be affiliated with. And nothing here should be construed as legal advice because it is not legal advice. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, remember, the population of the nascent United States when the Declaration of Independence was signed was 2.5 million, which is roughly the current population of Chicago or Houston. <laughs>